Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Ava, and this is Girl Tales. Thanks, Ava, for introducing us to the show. Ava joined us at the Girl Tales Women's History Month event at the Kennedy Center. Grown-ups, if you and your tailblazers would like to join us at an upcoming event, stay up to date on when the next one is by following us at Girl Tales on Instagram and TikTok, or join my newsletter in our show notes. We have a special episode for you today. It's a tailblazer tale, one that tailblazers like you helped us write at the Women's History Month event at the Kennedy Center. Mr. Harry, who started writing it, needed a little bit of help, and tailblazers pitched in with their different ideas. Grown-ups, if your tailblazer would like to create their own version of this story, they can. Just head to patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Rudy or above. Their story document will be sent right to your inbox. That's patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Rudy or above. We've got two versions of this story because we had two different event days. Here's the first one. Coretta Blue Jay and the Stowaway Stunt. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Coretta Blue Jay, and she is the most amazing aerobatic pilot that Freshwater has ever seen. Coretta was just a little girl when Bessie Coleman, the first Black and Indigenous American licensed pilot, performed in her first air show in America. That was 1922 in Long Island, New York, 
and Coretta had been there to see it. Seeing Bessie Coleman fly her plane upside down and climbing out onto the wing while the plane was still in the air immediately made her Coretta's biggest hero. And from that day on, Coretta knew that she'd be a stunt pilot too. Coretta followed in Bessie Coleman's flight path, and by the 1950s, she had become a famous traveling aviator. She even performed in Freshwater, where she planned to debut her latest trick, the amazing Pentagon Maneuver. Nothing like this stunt had ever been performed. Rumor was it consisted of a hundred loop-de-loops and more narwhal dives than anyone could count and ended with five table-winged lily rolls. The table-winged lily roll was Coretta's secret move, and she was going to perform five of them, which is why it was called the Amazing Pentagon Maneuver. Coretta couldn't wait to debut it at the Freshwater Spring Festival. She put a new coat of paint on her LN26. That's her plane, also known as the Lynn. The Lynn had been specially designed in New York with all of the most up-to-date safety features, incredible speed and agility, and had two seats, one in front of the other. Just like Bessie Coleman's, who had a twin-seat plane in order to train new pilots. The day before the show, Coretta Blue Jay arrived in Freshwater and was taking practice laps over the town. Little did she know that one young flight enthusiast named Helena had heard about Coretta's practice schedule and had snuck out to watch. Helena had lived in freshwater all her life, and when she had heard that a stunt pilot was coming to town and that you could make a career out of flying planes, she had to see it for herself. She laced up her yellow high tops, her most favorite shoes, and ran all the way to the field where Coretta had taken off from. Coretta was flying in diamonds all through the sky, making figure tens in and out of the clouds and practicing her original tricks. The giraffe dive and the spaghetti dip when she noticed the bright yellow on the ground. She immediately landed her plane in fear that a spy was trying to get a sneak peek of her show. Once Coretta got out of the plane, Helena ran to her and grabbed her in a bear hug. That was amazing! I've never seen anything like it! Can you teach me how to do that? Can you teach me the move where you dive through the air like a giraffe? Can I fly with you tomorrow? Can I be your new assistant? Coretta was overwhelmed. She wasn't a teacher. She was here to show off her new moves, not train anyone in them. She had to say no. You shouldn't even be here today. Something could have gone terribly wrong, and you could have gotten hurt just being so close to the plane. Helena was discouraged by this answer, but not defeated. She had to find a way onto that plane and to experience what it was like to fly. The next day came, and it was the big festival. Coretta was preparing for the air show. She had her traditional breakfast that she ate before the very big show. Cucumber pancakes with mushroom syrup and a glass of lettuce juice to wash it down. It wasn't her favorite breakfast, but it had the most vitamins, which obviously she needed to be an amazing stunt pilot. 
Coretta put on her pink flight suit with a broad violet stripe down the shoulders. Her show suit. Then she put on her show helmet. She was so focused on getting everything checked in her plane that she didn't notice one of her practice helmets was missing. Just as Coretta finished balancing the weight of the Lynn, she heard the sound of seals coming from the back of the plane hangar. How did a family of seals get into the hangar? She went to look and realized someone had just left the radio on, tuned to that station that only plays wildlife talks. Sounded like tomorrow there'd be a new episode where an elephant interviews an ant. Coretta did make a mental note to tune in for it. Meanwhile, behind her, she missed a blur of yellow sneaking onto her plane. Too many distractions. I have to focus and get this show in the air, Coretta said out loud, mostly just to calm her nerves. She knew that she couldn't delay any further. Coretta was ready to fly. Soon enough, the plane was flying over the center of freshwater. Everyone had come out to see her, and she could hear the moos from Mooster Bovine, who was actually Holly the Cow's great-great-uncle, and loud clucks from Tabitha Turkey's great-great-great-great-grandmother, Gilda Gobbles. Coretta waved from the plane as she went into a string of loop-de-loops, ending with a high giraffe dive, and the cheers roared even louder through the crowd. But Coretta had noticed that something wasn't right. While she was pulling up from her giraffe dive, the nose of her plane didn't recover as fast as usual. And suddenly, the plane was being pulled to the left, even when she was steering right. Then, as she began the first table-winged lily roll, she knew that something was very wrong, because instead of the five rolls she had planned to do, she was already in her tenth and couldn't stop. Oh, no. The weight of the plane was off. Just then, the window over the seat in the back of the plane opened, and Coretta saw Helena throwing up out the window. Helena had snuck onto the plane. Coretta, do you think we could be done with the rolling? I don't know if I could take any more spins. Helena shouted. Coretta was fuming. She shouted back. You can't take it anymore? You snuck onto my plane! And now I can't perform any of my stunts because the plane is too heavy. Well, I just lost some weight out of the window, so will that help? Helena was very lucky that the two seats in the plane had a barrier between them. Also lucky because the rolls had stopped. But now the plane felt like it had a mind of its own and was bouncing between the clouds back and forth as Coretta tried to oversteer to recover from the spinning. Spectators on the ground weren't sure what kind of trick this was. They'd never seen anything like it before. Mooster Bovine tried to figure it out. Oh, I've seen that before. That's the big tag slide, right? No, no, that must be the flying pippy, right? Or is it the strawberry pie slice? Gilda Gobbles asked. I have a feeling Mooster and Gilda made those flying tricks up. Meanwhile, in the air, Coretta was trying to figure out how to best get out of the accidental stunts and land this plane safely. Helena had an idea. Okay, it's clear that this plane is too heavy. Coretta rolled her eyes. Helena couldn't see this from the back seat. 
So I think we need to lose some of the extra weight. What in here do you think we could lose? Helena began to look around for anything that could be tossed out the window. Oh, here, I don't think you need this bunch of cucumbers, she said as she tossed them out the window. My lunch, Coretta shouted. And do you really need this books on record set of the Dragon Girl series by Maddie Mara? This box set is like 1,000 records and you don't even have a record player? Oh, here it is. That's gotta go too. And she tossed the records and record player out the window. And maybe, just maybe, you could do without all of these Mandarin textbooks? And out the window went all of the Mandarin textbooks. Helena had been planning to fly to China soon and wanted to be ready with the language when she landed. That plan maybe would need to wait. Meanwhile, on the ground, the folks of Freshwater were loving this new variation of the show. Gilda Gobbles shouted, Wow, what a performance really gives that spring cleaning feel. Even after all of that, the plane was still off balance. It's not enough. We're not going to be able to land this plane. Helena wasn't ready to give up. I've got it. I think we just need a little more weight to come off this plane. Maybe just as much as a small pair of high top sneakers. Helena unlaced her neon yellow sneakers that she loved more than anything in the world. And with a last goodbye, out the window they went. The people of Freshwater were amazed at the burst of bright yellow that shot from the plane. And even were more amazed when that same moment, the plane balanced out and flew back into the sky with ease. Coretta landed the plane in the center of town and everyone roared with celebrations as she got out. Then to their surprise, there was Helena as well. Coretta turned to Helena ready to tell her everything she thought about stowaway pilots, when all of Freshwater started telling her how amazing it was that Coretta had started training kids from Freshwater to become pilots. Murmurs moved through the crowd about how Bessie Coleman always had wanted to start her own flight school, and now Coretta was going to start one here in Freshwater? Amazing. And before Coretta could shout, Helena hugged her and said, do you know that today was the first day that I actually got to be in a plane? Thank you, that was incredible. I think you are my biggest hero. Maybe we could do it again. And maybe if you don't take all of that extra stuff up in the air with you, you could have a passenger in the back who could learn from you and maybe even help when things go wrong. Coretta wanted to point out that if Helena hadn't snuck onto the plane, there wouldn't be anything wrong to help out with. But there wasn't any time, as the crowd of townspeople from Freshwater had lifted them both up and were cheering their names. They also had come up with the new name for their amazing trick, which of course could never be repeated, and they were the only people who would ever see. But down in history it went. Even now that Coretta's Aviator Academy of Freshwater has trained hundreds of pilots all over the world, Helena being the most famous of them, the town of Freshwater will always remember them for the day they created the neon yellow cucumber dive. And I will say, having met them both, 
and gotten to see the latest new pilots do their amazing air shows. That is absolutely the reason that Coretta and Helena are my biggest heroes. And here's the next version of the story. This is Sophie Lark and the Stowaway Stunt. Listen in and see if you can find the differences between this story and the story before. I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Sophie Lark, and she is the most amazing aerobatic pilot that Freshwater has ever seen. Sophie was just a little girl when Bessie Coleman, the first Black and Indigenous American licensed pilot, performed in her first air show in America. That was 1922 in Long Island, New York, and Sophie had been there to see it. Seeing Bessie Coleman fly her plane upside down and climbing out onto the wing while the plane was still in the air immediately made her Sophie's biggest hero. And from that day on, Sophie knew she would be a stunt pilot too. Sophie followed in Bessie Coleman's flight path, and by the 1950s, she had become a famous traveling aviator. She even performed in Freshwater, where she planned to debut her latest trick, the amazing square maneuver. Nothing like this stunt had ever been performed. Rumor was it consisted of six loop-de-loops and more alligator dives than anyone could count, and ended with four strawberry-winged orchid rolls. The strawberry-winged orchid roll was Sophie's secret move, and she was going to perform four of them which is why it was called the Amazing Square Maneuver. Sophie couldn't wait to debut it at the Freshwater Spring Festival. She put a new coat of paint in her FS-26. That's her plane, also known as Francis. The Francis had been specially designed in Puerto Rico with all of the most up-to-date safety features, incredible speed and agility, and had two seats, one in front of the other, just like Bessie Coleman's, who had a twin-seat plane in order to train new pilots. The day before the big show, Sophie Lark arrived in Freshwater and was taking practice laps over the town. Little did she know that one young flight enthusiast named Ava had heard about Sophie's practice schedule and had snuck out to watch. Ava had lived in Freshwater all her life and when she had heard that a stunt pilot was coming to town and that you could make a career out of flying planes, she had to see it for herself. She laced up her red high tops, her most favorite shoes, and ran all the way to the field where Sophie had taken off from. Sophie was flying in circles all through the sky, making figure 99s in and out of the clouds and practicing her original tricks, the owl dive and the hot dog dip. When she noticed the bright red on the ground, she immediately landed her plane in fear that a spy was trying to get a sneak peek of her show. Once Sophie got out of the plane, Ava ran to her and grabbed her in a bear hug. That was amazing! I've never seen anything like it! Can you teach me how to do that? Can you teach me the move where you dive through the air like an owl? Can I fly with you tomorrow? Can I be your new assistant? Sophie was overwhelmed. She wasn't a teacher. She was here to show off her new moves, not train anyone in them. She had to say no. 
You shouldn't have been here today. Something could have gone terribly wrong, and you could have gotten hurt just being so close to the plane. Ava was discouraged by this answer, but not defeated. She had to find a way onto that plane and to experience what it was like to fly. The next day came, and with it, the big festival. Sophie was prepping for the air show. She had her traditional breakfast that she ate before every big show. Lima bean pancakes with zucchini syrup and a glass of beet juice to wash it down. It wasn't her favorite breakfast, but it had the most vitamins, which obviously she needed to be an amazing stunt pilot. Sophie put on her gold flight suit with a broad pink stripe down the shoulders, her show suit. Then she put on her show helmet. She was so focused on getting everything checked in her plane that she didn't notice one of her practice helmets was missing. Just as Sophie finished balancing the weight of the Francis, she heard the sound of meowing and hissing cats coming from the back of the plane hangar. How did a family of cats get in? She went to look and realized someone had just left the radio on, tuned to that station that only plays wildlife talks. Sounded like tomorrow there'd be a new episode where a woolly mammoth interviews a pygmy possum. Sophie did make a mental note to tune in for it. Meanwhile, behind her, she missed a blur of red sneaking onto her plane. Too many distractions. I have to focus and get this show in the air, Sophie said out loud, mostly just to calm her nerves. She knew that she couldn't delay any further. Sophie was ready to fly. Soon enough, the plane was flying over the center of freshwater. Everyone had come out to see her, and she could hear the moos from Mooster Bovine, who was actually Holly the Cow's great-great-uncle, and loud clucks from Tabitha Turkey's great-great-great-great-grandmother, Gilda Gobbles. Sophie waved from the plane as she went into a string of loop-de-loops, ending with a high owl dive, and the cheers roared even louder through the crowd. But Sophie had noticed that something wasn't right. While she was pulling up from her owl dive, the nose of her plane didn't recover as fast as usual, and suddenly the plane was being pulled to the left, even when she was steering right. Then, as she began the first strawberry-winged orchid roll, she knew that something was very wrong, because instead of the four rolls she had planned to do, she was already in her tent and couldn't stop. Oh, no. The weight of the plane was off. Just then, the window over the seat in the back of the plane opened, and Sophie saw Ava throwing up out the window. Ava had snuck onto the plane. Sophie, do you think we could be done with the rolling? I don't know if I can take any more spins, Ava shouted. Sophie was fuming. She shouted back, you can't take it anymore? You snuck onto my plane, and now I can't perform any of my stunts because the plane is too heavy. Well, I just lost some weight out of the window, so will that help? Ava was very lucky that the two seats in the plane had a barrier between them. Also lucky because the rolls had stopped. But now the plane felt like it had a mind of its own and was bouncing between the clouds back and forth as Sophie tried to oversteer to recover from the spinning. Spectators on the ground weren't sure what kind of trick this was. They'd never seen anything like it before. Mooster Bovine tried to figure it out. Oh, I've seen that before. That's the Mario Kart slide, right? No, no, that must be the Flying Pippa, 
right? Or is it the blueberry pie slice? Gilda Gobbles asked. I have a feeling Mooster and Gilda made those flying tricks up. Meanwhile, in the air, Sophie was trying to figure out how to best get out of the accidental stunts and land this plane safely. Ava had an idea. Okay, it's clear that this plane is too heavy. Sophie rolled her eyes. Ava couldn't see this from the back seat. So I think we need to lose some of the extra weight. What in here do you think we could lose? Ava began to look around for anything that could be tossed out the window. Oh, here, I don't think you need this bunch of lima beans, she said as she tossed them out the window. My lunch, Sophie shouted. And do you really need these books on record of the Warrior Cats series by Erin Hunter? This box set is like 1,000 records, and you don't even have a record player. Oh, here it is, that's got to go too. And she tossed the record player and records out the window. And maybe, just maybe, you could do without all of these German textbooks? And out the window went all of the German textbooks. Ava had been planning to fly to Germany soon and wanted to be ready with the language when she landed. That plan maybe would need to wait. Meanwhile, on the ground, the folks of Freshwater were loving this new variation of the show. Gilda Gobbles shouted, Wow, what a performance! Really gives that spring cleaning feel! Even after all of that, the plane was still off balance. It's not enough! We're not going to be able to land this plane! Ava wasn't ready to give up. I've got it! I think we need a little more weight to come off this plane. Maybe just as much as a small pair of high-top sneakers? Ava unlaced her neon red sneakers that she loved more than anything in the world. And with a last goodbye, out the window they went. The people of Freshwater were amazed at the burst of bright red that shot from the plane. And were even more amazed when the same moment, the plane balanced out and flew back into the sky with ease. Sophie landed the plane in the center of town and everyone roared with celebrations as she got out. Then, to their surprise, there was Ava as well. Sophie turned to Ava, ready to tell her everything she thought about stowaway pilots, when all of Freshwater started telling her how amazing it was that Sophie had started training kids from Freshwater to become pilots. Murmurs moved through the crowd about how Bessie Coleman always had wanted to start her own flight school, and now Sophie was going to start one here in Freshwater? Amazing. And before Sophie could shout, Ava hugged her and said, Do you know that today was the first day that I actually got to be in a plane? Thank you. That was incredible. I think you are my biggest hero. Maybe we could do it again? And maybe, if you don't take all of that extra stuff up in the air with you, you could have a passenger in the back who could learn from you. And maybe even help when things go wrong? Sophie wanted to point out that if Ava hadn't snuck onto the plane, there wouldn't be anything wrong to help out with. But there wasn't any time, as the crowd of townspeople from Freshwater had lifted them both up and were cheering their names. They also had come up with a new name for their amazing trick which of course could never be repeated. And they were the only people who would ever see, but down in history it went. Even now that Sophie's Flying Fundamentals Academy of Freshwater has trained hundreds of pilots all over the world, 
Ava being the most famous of them. The town of Freshwater will always remember them for the day they created the neon red lima bean dive. And I will say, having met them both and gotten to see the latest new pilots do their amazing air shows, that is absolutely the reason that Sophie and Ava are my biggest heroes. That was Sophie Lark and the Stowaway Stunt and Coretta Blue Jay and the Stowaway Stunt, written by Harry Poster and many tailblazers who attended the Kennedy Center event, produced by Chad Shanai, performed and executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown-ups, if you would like extra stories for your tailblazers to listen to, like the original Alice's Adventures in Wonderland or The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, performed by me, well, there's only one place to get it. Head to patreon.com slash girltales and join Team Dorothy or above. And grown-ups, you can also find Girl Tales and Cordelia Studios on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. Tales is a Cordelia Studios production.